Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. I hope that last one was good for you, because it was a week ago, presumably. <laughs> we're, it was good for me. It's weird we're to get back into this. All uh, wearing the same clothes as last week. It's amazing. Yep. It's a new week for you, maybe not for us. Uh, my name's Keith. I'm your DM. Josh Arlo, your forest gnome druid. Zane is playing as Grim, your awesome barbarian. Eros playing your tiefling trickster cleric, almost dead already. Bryce playing Jack Law, the elf paladin. Yep, and archaeologist. Yep. Investigating runes on the back We're of an attacking statue. Slowly building up more and more into our quick character. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Once uh, stubbed my toe when I was three. <laughs> Didn't cry. That's what made me who I am today. Last time, we spent the whole episode fighting the statue that deemed the party not worthy to enter Moradin's storeroom. Uh, Eros was gotten within an inch of his life. Grim grew to be a giant person. Uh, and then Arlo, at the end of the last episode, flew out of, was melted into the stone weapon of the enemy, flew out backwards, turned into a rock elemental, and landed behind it, ready to do some damage. Um, I'm going to bring that up. Arlo, we're going to picture you of a Appeared here behind it, behind the statue. Arrows is prone. Kate is firing arrows. The last thing she did was try to take Jack's head off by accident. She has not been very much help in this battle. It is Grim's turn to punch at the statue. Oh, that's cool. And um, one more time, want to reiterate because it was in last week's episode, but we haven't said it this time. This is our cobbled together setup. Yep. The next uh, recording session will be a lot more stable. But just bear with us for these three or four. Yeah, especially when it comes, I mean, hopefully I can tidy it. Really, my main concern now is the audio. Hopefully the quality of that will be improved for you in, when I get it to post-production. Um, we cannot see you. If you freeze, we won't be able to tell. But I'm not frozen now. <laughs> All right, let's play this game. It's Grim's turn. Okay, so... What I'm going to do is I'm going to back up okay, and then I'm going to run at this creature. Okay. Um, okay, so you, I guess you can, you as the DM can tell me how you want me to do it. I want to knock him over. I want to like body slam him and knock him over. So whether or not that's like body slam is an action or I just need to like dash action into him, however you want to do it. He, did, he gets attack of opportunity. He so does. He's going to take the attack of opportunity real quick. So let's you're backing up. Let's, let's deal with that first. Slam is like an attack. Like bug, bear, bug bears can do it and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like a specialty he, attack. He, he rolled a crit, Zenus. Crit one? Oh, no. A crit, a crit hit. Keith, my AC is 21, so he doesn't beat it. Foiled <laughs> <Boiled> again. <laughs> All right, so he's going to roll double damage on you, Grim. As you as you back up, when you plant that right foot backwards to begin moving back to run for the dash, he just takes that opportunity, slides towards you on time, and just comes over you to try to crack you down with that big pillar he's using as a weapon. And again, for anyone at home who's coming in right now, what you should really be picturing are the trolls from God of War 2018. That's kind of what this thing looks like. So... Oh, what? 22. Sorry. Uh, 28. 
45 damage. Um, it is that is a big smack. So you're gonna try to run and try to tackle this creature. Uh, I'm gonna like. I don't think it would be an attack roll for you to hit him like with your shoulder because the only thing he's gonna try to do is get out of the way. I want to jump on him. Oh. I want to like because he's like seven feet taller than me. Yeah, he is taller. So I want to like run and just kind of like. Okay, run and jump into him. Let's just roll at this point. Let's just roll a strength contest. Okay. Do I need to roll anything? You're definitely going to be able to hit him and wrap him up. Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have to figure out what happens to you in just a second. Um, We didn't do a recap or anything. I just told him that we've been in combat with this thing. That's true. That is pretty strong. Yeah. Visit visit the beginning of last week's episode to see why we're fighting this season two episode six. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a strength contest. Um, yeah. That's that sucks for me. Why? What? No, it doesn't suck for you. <laughs> uh, I know. I, well, I'm raging, so I've got like triple advantage, right? Uh, I got a 19. <laughs> yeah, you beat him. He so he used all of his mustard strength to. Yellow mustard. <laughs> <shot mustard. laughs> what? what are you talking about? It's strong. It's that, spicy mustard. That delicious Dijon <laughs> stone ground. That he slams into you, throwing him off balance. You do take you take the hit, but then you run back towards him, jump up, wrap him up, and you do bring him down to the ground. Roll a dexterity saving throw. While he's doing that, dexterity or athletics, acrobatics, dexterity. I still got my peerless athlete thing. What are you going to, how would you react to this happening? Um, I still want to hold on to him, so I'd probably try and like switch around. And if he's, if he's landing on his back, I want to get onto his chest. Okay. So, yeah, you're just, you're being hit. There's a, there's, there's an impact happening. I don't think you have to be particularly dexterous, but you do have to be able to hold on. So, roll that up. God of War style X triangle and then right. circle thumbstick. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you don't have that anymore. You want to tap X a lot. What? Uh, I have advantage. Okay. Where'd you roll? One. Both oh. times. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 All right. Um, okay, so you get to roll one more time. This time it is a dexterity saving okay. throw. Um, because you tried to switch around, but the impact was too much. Grim is like 2,000 pounds now. He slams into this thing like a street, like three Mack trucks. And get it gets yanked out from under you your hands slip off you're still grabbing him between your thighs but you're falling down you're about to lose your grip you're about to land under this thing stone head which means uh your ghibli bits and everything else is at risk Woo. so roll a dexterity saving throw not the giblets that is a 15 plus yep. something unless it's a negative you Okay. Plus three for saving plus two. Yeah, you already get a plus three for saving throw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alright, so as you fall down, you're able to push. You get your feet up on his shoulders, and as soon as his back hits the ground, you can you push off and push yourself out from under his head, which slams into the ground right between your legs, cracking the ground around you. You slide on your back between the legs of Arlo. Hello. <laughs> the giant Elemental legs of Arlo, not giant, but elemental legs of Arlo, and end up back there. Uh, your lance is on the ground currently, um, and you know 
The statue has fallen over. The statue is now prone. Uh, and Grim is now on top of the statue. Wrapping Where is it up. the door in this room? Is it to the north? Right, yeah, it's right behind you. It's you guys to the north. Okay, cool. I was headed there anyway. Okay, uh, what else will you do, Grim? Um, did he drop his weapon? He's still got his weapon held on to. Mm, okay. He's got it in one hand, though. Because okay. uh, I've got... That was my action, I assume. Uh-huh. Um, so I've got a bonus action that I could use. To, I was just going to let that one screw it. Um, I'm going to attack, but not recklessly. Cause since he's prone, I have advantage anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to use my bonus action to... Punches his head. Okay, punch his head. Uh, that is a 28. That will hit. Nice. Nice. Uh, 20 damage. Uh, 5 necrotic. Okay. Spicy. Just a little. How many rounds have we been in combat, by the way? This will be the fifth. Okay, I think it's the fifth. Is it really? Yeah. Feels like it's been around more than that for us. We got a lot. We got a lot of players. Yep. Um, My peerless athlete lasts for ten minutes, so let me know when we get to a hundred rounds of combat. <laughs> I'll let you know in. I'll let you know in June. <laughs> uh, Jack, it's your turn though. Oh, sweet! I'm gonna. How far am I from the door? Um, from the door now, you're probably not even ten feet barely. You're like right up against it. Cool. I want to perceptionize it. I'm looking for. Does he? Have, does the door have the same symbols as the giant? Okay. Is there different symbols? Is there a puzzle I'm missing? Ooh, I got a seventeen plus two. So when you look at the door, there are many of those same symbols. None of them are glowing, um, the way that the giant is current or the, you know, the statue is currently glowing. There are many of those same symbols. Those picture like those same symbols are the canvas, like the the bottom layer of a, a multi layered tapestry of you know, carvings of, you know, dwarven conquest and, you know, battle. Um, there on the left side of the door, there's like a, a dwarf standing on top of a mound of, of dirt and rock and, and slain enemies holding up um, a pickaxe and a battle hammer in the right hand. There's like gold and stuff everywhere on the side of that. On the other side is, you know, members of other races uh, of the world <clears throat> holding up, you know, tools and raising a fist with, you know, gold and riches and, and rocks and, and farmland and different things all around these these uh, these murals seem to depict the the victory and success of people who work hard, um, you know, soldiers who work hard in battle and people who labor for what they get. These murals seem to depict the the furtherance, the, the uplifting of those. Not me. So that's what you see. Okay. Um, free action. Yep. I'm going to summon my lance back. Okay. So. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, does Arlo also need to make a dexterity saving throw? It's going to be passing right past him. It's going to be going between his legs. I'm going to give him a wide enough span- stance to where you just have to try to catch it. Well, I think okay. you. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. That's a thirteen. No a thirteen. Just a just an eleven. Is you, it a saving throw or a check? Saving throw. 
Okay, then I get that plus three, so it's Because essentially it's like something's happening, in my opinion, it's something's happening and you're responding to it, kind of, I guess, I don't know. Okay, and a 14. Uh, you successfully grab your lance as it flies back towards you. The lance rattles a little bit at the feet of the statue that's now lying on the ground, and it slides past him on the right side between Arlo's legs and into your hands. Ew. Seeing these symbols on the door and on the giant himself, I'm going to work on a hunch. And I would like to address the giant on the ground. Okay. Which one? The the, the stone one. <laughs> hey, guardian of this door. How do you define worthiness? I only guard the door. Moradin decides who is worthy. I see. Alright, um... I didn't plan anything to do with my bonus action. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pass. Okay. It is now Kate's turn. She is going to stay behind her rock and say, I'm not really sure how I can help. Just call me if you need me. (laughs) She's going to, you know, just hold on to her bow and and stay back there. It is Eros' turn now. I slowly stand up, at least try to. And I kind of, kind of try to like laugh, see if the pain goes away. Like it doesn't. <laughs> and then I use blink. Okay, where are you going? Uh, so no blink. It lets me like go to an ethereal plane. So I have to roll a d twenty and get higher than eleven. Wait, it's eleven or higher? I'm pretty sure. It's like flipping a coin. Seventeen. Okay. You want this? Yeah, rolling those. Oh yeah, I should have done that. My bad. So do I roll again? No, that's fine. Okay. So, I go to a 17. So, yeah. I rolled a 17. It worked. Okay. Okay. So I'm in this ethereal plane. Can't do anything else. So, yeah. You can move. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, so the way Blink works, you disappear mm-hmm. at the end of your turn, mm-hmm. and then you reappear at the beginning, and then you're in the physical plane during your turn, and then you roll again, and then you disappear at the end of your turn. Yeah, okay. You want to go somewhere? Uh, it's, it's kind of just like a short, kind of, I, I'm kind of like thinking it's, like, it's kind of like just a short break out of this like place and then I'll just like teleport like somewhere a little bit farther from the giant. You don't teleport, you yeah. have to walk. Yeah, yeah, like at least walk, yeah, try to walk. So right now, you have the opportunity to walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you should, you could walk now and be safe. So the point of yeah. Blink is like a spellcaster's retreat, so like they yeah. appear, cast a spell, and disappear, and nothing can harm them between turns. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think, just like, I'm just gonna like try to walk away, knowing that I'm safe. Safe. Where do you want to go? Yeah, where do you want to go? The opposite of the giant's like, I guess backwards. Back. Okay. So you bloodied and injured, you, you blink yourself into the ethereal plane, and you shuffle backwards with, you know, pained movement. Um, you know, your movement speed in the ethereal plane. Uh, everything is gray around you. You can see, you know, the shapes and silhouettes of things that are moving. You can tell where everybody is, but, you know, you're not there. You're in the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. Step back. Solid tree. Okay. It is now um, the giant's turn. The giant is going to... Um, gonna, the giant is going to reach an arm around you, Grim, and with you on his chest, 
grab both sides of the. Huh? Is he dropping the weapon? No, he's holding it. He's going to pick up the right with his right arm. He's holding his stone weapon. He brings it up to his left hand. He's going to pull it down and <laughs> smash it on your back. Because you're on his chest, I'm going to give him an advantage on this like slam because you're like wrapped up in it. Ow. Oh. All right, he rolled a 24. Yes, going to hit. He's going to take a little bit of a hit himself. For this, eight. Uh, he's got that nice padding between him yeah. and the weapon. Twenty-two. Yeah. Twenty-three. So thirty. You're going to take thirty damage. He's going to give you thirty damage. Okay. A few of his little, his little body does a little, little crack into. Oh. He's going to raise it up. He's going to do it again. With his up with his multi attack. So forty two damage on this big slam hit. Okay. Um he takes that damage real and then he like tries to roll over to the side and you know like get that you know and he's still gripping it with one hand, but he opens his chest back up, giving you ways to get off if you need to. Um and that would be the end of his turn. Actually no, he is gonna try to stand up. He's gonna try to stand up with you on his chest. So he Uses his movement speed to stand up. That's impressive. There's no like. Do you want to keep him down? I mean, I'm like sitting on his chest. Yeah, it's gonna take some effort. I'll roll. A, I'll roll a roll. See how how well he can get up. Are you heavy? Yeah, I weigh, I weigh a little ton and a half. Almost. He tries to stand up, <laughs> but your weight is enough to keep him down on the ground. That time. Cool. Uh, and it is Arlo's turn. Right. Um, <clears throat> seeing that Jack is trying to figure this puzzle, um, Arlo's not a very good puzzler. I'm just going to try to help defuse the situation by using two slam attacks. Okay. So he's down on the ground. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. 23. I thought he stood up. He tried. He tried. 23 and 19. And a 26 and a 16. Alright, so the 26 will hit. 26, but a 23 will not. Ooh, man. Okay, so damage is 14. I guess it's, yes, bludgeoning damage. Alright. Yeah, so just. 14, you slam him down with, with the bludgeoning damage. He is not looking as good as when he started, boys. Cool. You slam cool. him down right on his head. Pieces of his head crack off. With my um, movement, I actually have, I've got Earth Glide, can burrow through non-magical unworked earth and stone. While doing so, it doesn't disturb the material it glides through. So, I'm just going to like, under the, underneath him. Okay, we're, you're standing on a stone platform. Would that be worked or unworked? Oh no. I think I would, I think they're classifying it as like buildings and streets and stuff like that. Would a stone platform work? I mean, this is... There, there's like carvings and stuff underneath you. Right? This is an intentionally made. Then, yeah, that's work. So yeah, that's not gonna do it. So gotcha. never mind. I just punch him. Okay, just punch him. we'll take so, the punches. Yeah, that'll do. I mean, you could move. He's got disadvantage on melee attacks. Right. I don't need to move. No, I'm just saying if you because if that was your intent, you could do that mm-hmm. safely, more safely ish. Honestly, my intent was just to get out of like, hey, if he gets up, he can. Hit kind of range, but I'm okay. It ain't no thing. 
He was going to try to burrow under his booty. That's why he did Booty perch. Critical hit. Because I don't want him down. <laughs> you found my weak spot. <laughs> All right, it's your turn. Okay. Um. So, Jack, are you at the door? I am. I am scanning it with my eye holes. Okay. So, what I want to do is, I want to stand up and, um, stand to the left of Arlo, I guess, at this thing's head, and I want to grab its shoulders and kind of fling him over. At me? To the no, to the other way of Jack. So, okay. like, where we can see Jack now, like, to the right of that, looking at it. Okay. So, the out the door. In the opposite direction. Like, to the side of the door. Okay. Alright, so I need... We've got to roll for that. This is... He's, like, really heavy. <laughs> Advantage on strength. But, I like... you got it. <laughs> how strong are you? We need to do some, I guess, some math. My strength is maxed out. Right. And then I'm twice as big Okay. But he's still biglier than you. He is still bigger And made of rock. And made of rock. That's true. I don't know, man. I don't know if you can lift this guy. How much can like what does the strength what does the strength modifier do? Like how how much does the strength modifier lift? That's something I guess I should know as a DM. I feel like I would be remiss if I just let you toss a giant statue at you as like this guy's well, like eight Tons. You're large, right? Yeah, currently, yeah. So he's also large. So it's like this thing's twenty feet tall. So he's large. large. He's, he's probably large. huge. Unprepared DM. Yeah. I guess I wasn't prepared to have my statue thrown through the magic of editing. Yeah. So this thing is like four times the size of a normal human. Sure, a little bit less than that, I guess. It averages about five feet tall. So Way heavier three times. I mean, and height-wise, but also rock is heavier than yeah. Fat. True. I'm going by cubic feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Break, Break out the calculations. calculations. You go ahead and do. I don't know what to do at this point. I don't want to not let him throw it if he can, and I don't want to let him throw it if he can't. <laughs> Average There's a little screen in the back going off yeah. clear. <laughs> Average person's body occupies 1.76 cubic feet of volume. So 1.76 times 3. Somebody look up the... Uh, 1.76 cubic feet? That's what it says. That can't be what? possible. My stomach is 1.76 cubic feet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. Well, I mean, yeah, I think a person's body, so... One cubic foot? If you were put into a blender, you know, 1.7 is like a little bit more like one and a half. I guess if I was put into a blender. Like an 18 inch grim, grim, your giant, roll for it. It's going to be hard. Roll roll with, he's really heavy, roll with disadvantage. Okay. Well, I got a seven. Okay, so you're unable to throw him at the door. <laughs> but you do you are <laughs> able to you are able to like grab him by the shoulders and you do at least like sit him up off the ground. You're able to like pull him you know, he's heavy. You're you know you're strong, but this thing is really, really heavy and it's glowing blue and it's obviously magical and it's made of stone. And you grip your hands on there and you're trying to lift him up and sling him over there, but you just don't have don't have enough of it right now. There's too much going on or whatever. But you just can't quite get him up. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'm just going to punch him in the head now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you get him up just enough. 
<gasps> Barring other possibilities, I will punch his head. I do not. Oh, gosh. Hey, it worked for Arlo. Okay. So, you punch this time, and he's able, he moves the head out of the way, and you end up punching the ground, causing a rippling crack around. You pull it back up. Um, and uh, it is now... Are you going to move it all? No. All right. It's Jack's turn. Cool. I am going to use my action to dodge. Dodge is imposes disadvantage on incoming attacks for the until my next turn, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to speak aloud. Okay. Because I we're in like this place that's uh kind of possessed by Moradin. And I want to address him directly. Moradin, mm-hmm. we should be considered worthy. I am a butcher. I opened my own shop. I'm a working man. You seem to be fond of the working class citizens. Zenus, or not Zenus, <laughs> Grim, Grim gave up his position in nobility to become an adventurer. Arlo has been trained by the other druids and has been maintaining forests all his life. Eros has been acting as a spy for the Fullheart family for months now. Kate as well has been working for the Fullhearts in different capacities. They have all toiled. That's it. (laughs) There's silence for a moment uh, as you say this, and then you hear a voice come through the ether. Well, if it was up to me, <laughs> of course, of course, I'd let you in. If, but it's not, and Moran's mm, not home per se. So I give you a hint, though. Use your tools. You're gonna have to kill this thing, but but use your tools. Again, if it was up to me. Good luck. Okay. Does everybody know who that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Better than last time. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm not making a perception check for this. I'm just looking around. Is there, like, physical like tools here? Uh, on the ground. Not tools. On the ground, there are carvings, inlays. Some of the tools around on the ground, the etching around them is a lot deeper than maybe some of the other pictures. That's it. Maybe you could reach in. Maybe it's just sitting in. Maybe it's not attached to the floor at all. Maybe it's just sitting there. Maybe you could take it up and use it. Did everyone else hear that? Yes, everyone else heard that. The rock is nodding. (laughs) Yes. Somebody figure it out. I don't know what else to do. The... These carvings on the floor, some of them look odd, and they definitely depict stone tools or something. Yes. Uh, that's it. That's me. That's my piece. Okay. I did it. Um, Kate says, well, now maybe I could help. And she reaches down and grabs, she grabs a pickaxe, the carving of a pickaxe that's down by the rock where she's hiding behind, and she grabs it and just with... Almost as if it were in one of those plastic pieces where you have to cut the edges out in a toy, and like in one a, a toy that comes with pieces. She, she snaps it out of there, a piece of the rock comes out, and she's now holding a stone pickaxe. And she runs towards 
the 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 stone statue. She leaps into the air. This mouse. <laughs> it's, on a, it's on a sheet of paper. So and these tables are really bad for tracking it as well. Um, she runs over, leaps into the air, and rolls an attack to try to attack this thing in its head with advantage because it's on the ground. Doesn't matter. She doesn't need it because she comes down, <laughs> cracks this thing, and rolls damage for the pickaxe. We're going to call that a D6. A D6 plus her small is uh, that. She's going to do six damage to it. <laughs> the pickaxe goes directly through the force field and knocks a chunk off of the off of the creature. It goes... Nice. That's her turn. He looks up at you all and says, I'm finally pulling my weight! (laughs) For a moment, I thought she was going to grab that pickaxe and then straight for Jack. (laughs) Just kill him. (laughs) Catherine, I believe there's a bit of a deficit you have to make up for. Like, half of my ear is missing. I'm doing my best. We'll get somebody else to grow it back. She reaches up as if she's going to do it again. Uh, Eros, it's your turn in the ethereal plane, young man. I'm going to go back to where I am right now. Okay. Not like the original place, you, but just like... You appear back in the physical plane? Mm-hmm. And then, while I see this, I'm going to use... Kill wounds on my seal. Because I am dead, almost. Greedy. Eight. Eight on your your wound. Exceptional. Give yourself eight health points, young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll just walk closer since things are getting a little bit better. Sort of. Yeah. Just, like, slowly walk back. Because feeling like regret, like, seeing Jack kind of give, like, myself a burst is like, no. I'm selfish. Yeah, this isn't me. And then it's like, kind of just like regret and stuff. It's just, yeah. You head back forward, like, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy who yeah. runs from a fight. No. I'm small or not. No, that's not me. No, it's just like, I'm not a guy that's working. I'm just kind of just like. Oh, what I said before. Oh, yeah, you, feel, like, oh you feel like you're not worthy. I'm not. Because you're not a working man. Okay, understandable. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Good thing Morden went to Dollar General or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this time, Grim, um, bad guy is going to try to reach his with his right hand and smack you off of him. Oh, get... no, oh, you're not on him I'm anymore? Behind him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you hopped off behind him to lift him up. Okay, so now he is going to try to stand up. I forgot your. So he is going to try to stand up. He raises him else, himself to his feet. And he's going to do another swing at the, the three of you. This time, we will alter the way the swing attack works. Um, I am I am willing to change myself. So Arlo is going to be the person who's going to... He's technically attacking. Grim and Kate are going to be the follow-through who are going to get dexterity saving. I'm not in it. Uh, no, you're not. You're back in the cure. Well, Arlo, you're fine. Um, but the pass through roll dexterity saving throw Grim and Kate. I also I got it wrong. Mm. Kate also fails. Oh, you had three. Well, you're just getting the follow through, so it won't be as much as the initial damage. Twenty damage. You both take. Kate takes twenty damage. Um, she's gonna roll a Constitution saving throw. 
She's actually able to stay up, so she gets hit, slams her feet into the ground, slides across the stone, holding her pickaxe. She's hurting, but she seems to be okay. There's a lot. She's definitely bloodied up. He says, I guess I gotta pay my dues. Um, and it is now. Um, Do I need to make a save? Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Wait, no. That, that was your initial save. For the for the decks, I thought you also had to make one for the constitution. Oh yeah, sorry. So you did get hit. Take twenty damage. Roll constitution. Yes. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. You also stay standing on your feet. So missing the sweeping motion, this guy is going to bring his hammer back down on Kate. Now she's dead <laughs> because she has the pickaxe in her hand. Just the pickaxe. He is going to hit. Kate might be in trouble. Oh no. Five. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Another three Twenty-one. Um twenty-eight. Oh. She's hurt. <laughs> uh Kate is slammed with this stone pillar. <laughs> Knock prone. She slams on the ground, you hear. And she gets hit into the ground, huh? She she drops. Yeah, the pickaxe falls out of her hand. There are more things are than there are more of those things around if you guys look down and check. But um, she does drop it out of her hand. She says, "I'm gonna finish Um, so she is laying there. That's gonna be the end of the guy's turn. Yeah. Sorry, this is taking so long. Yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. So, so Arlo's turn. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this a lot more than online. Me too. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much. I agree. It's, it's nice, nice being together, together, like around the table. We haven't done this in forever. Even so. in technical difficulties, considered. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty fun, and it works a lot better. I mean, we're not interrupting each other. Yeah. No one has had to say, "No, you go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the long pause of, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Alright, um, I'm just, well, do I see any of these recessed tool hole places? Yeah, there, there's several of them around you. To your, near your feet, within arm's reach, there's a little, there's a, like a, um, hammer okay. on the ground that you can pull out. Can I grab at it? Grab it. I'm gonna grab it. Just leave it open. You grab the hammer with your rock elemental hands. Like a mitt. Yep. Pop it out of the ground and you now hold it. Um, mallet. Cool. Except yours makes like a wet sucking sound when you pull it out. Alright, um, I guess I'll try to swing at him with the little baby mallet I got. Swing at him. So, alright, um, do, do I just do like a regular attack? What am I what, what Mr. Um, you don't normally use weapons. It'd be a, it'd be a strength to just be like if you're wielding a weapon. Ooh, a strength. Okay. It's a 19 hit. 19 will hit. All right. Passing right through that uh, that force field. Got multi-attack, so I'll just do it again. 25 to hit. All right, both of those will hit. Nice. So I can imagine it's like a giant dirt toddler with like one of them yeah. <laughs> little hammers. So you like be able to pegs them. Yeah, you're big, so add an extra like D4 or something to the damage. Okay. What's the damage on it? You got uh, D6. A D six and a D four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seven. 
off of him. You knock a big hunk of stone off of his chest. Um, That's pretty cool. But he's still alive. As he's not on the ground anymore. He's standing. So you reach at him and and smack him. A big hunk comes off of his peck and he roars at you. Nice. Um, And it is now Grim's turn. I'm going to reach down and pick up Kate's pickaxe. Okay. And because I'm Enlarged, it's going to grow to match as well. Oh, nice. So, um, I'm going to swing at him. Uh, He's he's standing up, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to swing at him recklessly with that. (laughs) So, this just thematically, so you know as a DM, this is your last round of enlarge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 23, 22, 26. You only need one. Okay. So, what it does a D6 plus. Okay. We'll call it. You're a giant, man. Attitude. You would do three, 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 seven. So I get a D four for large. I still add that. Sure. Okay. So nine plus twenty-two. You didn't. Okay. (laughs) I aim it right at his head. Right at his head. You rear. You put. I picture like you don't even slow down. Like you knew what was going to happen. Like you. You don't even slow down to like watch it grow. You just like pick it up off the ground and rear it back. And as you rear it back, it's growing. And as you swing it, it goes to its full size. And the pickaxe goes straight through the straight through the statue's head. His blue force field drains off of him. And I assume you let the pickaxe go, and he falls backward, laying flat on the ground. His pillar lands beside him. And there's a pickaxe sticking out of his head with a handle pointing straight up towards the ceiling. And his final breath, he says, Nice. Um, and you can hear the tiny pitter-patter of uh, gnome-sized god clapping hands just ringing out through the ether. <laughs> so, as you stand there, um, Kate is gasping for breath. <gasps> She stands up, you know, her arm, like, is hurt. She's holding an arm. Her leg is bleeding profusely. Like, she is, she's hurting right now. She's like, your body have a healing potion. Oh, do I? I, I she's, she's, she's still gets a D6, so. All right, roll that D6 for me. Oh, yeah, she's still got a squirrel. Yeah, she's got one more round of squirrel. She gets two. I walk to Kate and use so, cure wounds to her, too. Nice. As as Eros is walking over, <laughs> the squirrel gives her two health points, and she says, "I'm gonna need a little more." <laughs> well, that's an eight for her. It's like too. a little twitch of a tail. <laughs> I just Grim is since he's enlarged as well. I imagine his potions also do. So he just so yeah. So as you as you're giant and you're shrinking <laughs> back down, you're pouring like health potion on her, and she's like. 
<laughs> trying to drink at the same time and she's like completely drenched in red health potion and she's like thank you <laughs> but the giant health potion does you know heal her up pretty good I feel a lot better now <laughs> uh me getting close to Kate do I get some of this too since it was like <laughs> a little splash yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The <laughs> sure you, yeah, you walk into the splashdown zone and you get 20 20 health points. That ankle that was bothering you is a lot better now. <laughs> yeah. After Grim does that, he just like falls on his face. He's just like, <sighs> because, fun fact, well, two reasons. Out of uh, my massive health bar, I've got 40 HP left. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you took some hits. Going into a frenzy like that gives you one level of exhaustion when rage ends. Nice. So, health, what? You're. Kate's still, she's okay, but she's not great. I mean, she's, she's, you know, looking a lot better than she was. Arrows is still looking like a foe. I'm, yeah. no, I'm just going to fall down and just, like, take as much breaks as I can. Just, like. And Jack is looking spry. Yeah, I didn't get even swung at. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to, in a very gravelly voice, because I've got, I've got a voice. I got, I speak Ignan, so. Nice. Um, in a very gravelly voice, I cast Mass Cure Wounds. Nice. So, wave of healing energy washes out from a point. That's me. Shock rush. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said. Uh, up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius uh, centered a point. That's me. Each creature regains hit point equal 3d8 plus your spellcasting with a modifier. Um, <clears throat> 22. So, everybody gets 22 health if they need it. Not exceptional. I need it. I need a lot more of it, though. Boom shakalaka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that squirrel just, for the squirrel. That squirrel just eyeballs you. Just lashes onto my yeah. shoulder. <gasps> How long does it last? He's got one more round, so you, you get one extra D6. So if we're out of combat, can I, I send a squirrel that way? Yeah. Sure. So, like, me, like, big rock guy, like, just points a finger at the squirrel and just goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the squirrel like looks up at you, gives you a tiny little like raccoon handed thumbs up. You get a six, and okay. runs over there to give you. Some you help. get the whole six. So after that, little salute from the squirrel, and he just kind of dissipates. Hey, waves at it. But thank you, Arlo. That was helpful in the heat of battle. Yes, I appreciate all that you do, Arlo. And her face down in, in the dirt. <laughs> Grim, Grim, are you are you okay? I give the thumbs up. I'm just gonna. I'm just tired. So with all of this, I want to turn around and face the door. Okay. Point at it. All right. When you point at the door, um, you die. Nothing happens immediately. Almost to the point where you're concerned that nothing's happening, and then from uh, the door begins to light up. All the runes and the um, the carvings and everything light up in this bright blue light and all of that light shimmers and grows down to the floor where you all are standing. The weapons that you pulled out of the floor begin to vibrate and they slide back across the floor and then get sucked back into the ground where they once stood. <clears throat> the statue that was laying down, laying there, the light moves over to the statue and it becomes illuminated, and all the runes on its body glow brightly, and it begins to move. Oh. It reaches up, 
grabs the pickaxe out of its head, drops it on the ground. The pickaxe shrinks back to its normal size and then tinks over back to its thing. It stands up, grabs its pylon, turns around to the the party. It gives you a nod, and then it walks over to the door. And if I told, if I, hopefully I told you, but in the middle of the seam on the door was a big square hole. Huh. It looked like that pillar would fit in through it. I don't think we knew that. Yeah. I swear I said that. I don't say that. No. Well, you might have said it like two weeks ago. Yeah. You wouldn't have been able, yeah. Been a hot minute. Yeah. You wouldn't have been able to lift it anyway. Or. Seems good. Huh? Seems Not even. Good. Um, it was it, <laughs> not even megagram. There's things going Mega-gram. on here. Imagine if you were a god. Would you make your basement easy to get into? Yeah. <laughs> so you he grabs his stone pillar, jams it into the wall. It begins to glow blue as well. He gives it a twist, and the door on, on in, inside of its stone, you know, sheaths opens up. And you behold in front of you the foyer to Moradin's storeroom. Three warriors. (laughs) Four statues stand before you, each of them wielding a giant golden (laughs) AK-47. Of course not. There are statues in there, though. Do you guys enter? It is currently not well lit. Uh, I'd like to go ahead. I stand up and I look and I just like pat the giant like I know I'm not worthy, but thank you. The giant takes his hand <laughs> off the giant takes his hand off the pillar and he says he puts his hand on your tiny little head. I cast your wounds. And he squeezes it to a No, he says <laughs> You need but labor. I know. Ra- raises his hand back up to um you know, where he's holding that pillar in the doorhead across from it. I know. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> and then just goes with him. Goes with the him. statue turns around <laughs> and stands at his post again and he says, You may enter. Is he like going to sleep after that? He's like just standing there head, like looking straight ahead. He doesn't look, no, he's not like <clears throat> bedding down or anything. He's still looks animated. I want to like, like holding my back just like walk over and kind of like nudge it a little bit and say like that was a good fight whenever you he, he also like looks down at you holding his pillar and he says I can do this all day <laughs> <laughs> I, Captain America <laughs> I, I don't know Let's get, I like giving him something to say before I venture into the room, I want to look at the uh, symbols on the ground, the ones that were like the retrievable tools. Mm-hmm. I want to see if there is a cleaver among them. Ooh. It's sort of a tool for a trade. Unfortunately, there's no cleaver Poop. depicted. I'm going to take the pickaxe. Okay. Are you going to try to pull it out? Yeah. The pickaxe does not come out of the ground. That's no. dumb. Is the hammer Arlo pulled up still around somewhere? All of, no, all of these, all of them tinkled back to the, you know, they slid across the ground and slotted themselves back in. Yeah, I remember that. Right. I leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me rebuild the freaking puzzle encounter and the boss fight and everything. 
As Do it again. <laughs> as Grim steps in, like, are there any... There's, like, rocks around, I assume, right? Yeah. I want to pick up one and um, cast light on it. Oh, he gets a rock. And then... See. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, roll for it. <laughs> roll perception, I guess. Okay. I'm gonna chuck the rock. Roll perception. Okay. Chuck the rock. Roll perception. Everybody going inside this room? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna jump past everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to nod to the the guardian guy just yeah. before I walk in. He not he nods back at you. This guard this guardian seems quite cool with you guys now that you beat the crap out of him. <laughs> um. <laughs> Beat the pebbles out of him. Yeah. Um, so you guys walk in. As you walk in, you see the following. You enter into the foyer of Moradin's storeroom. It is a grand entryway with four great statues of the god Moradin. Moradin, however you want to say it. It's the same image as the statue outside, but these are far taller. They stand 50 feet tall, and each has its hands outstretched. A great hammer is in one of the is, is held by one statue. A great shovel held by another, a pickaxe in another, and the final one is holding a bucket. Um, everything in this room is made of stone that you can see. There are carved images in all the walls, each wall depicting a scene of men, women, and children of all ages standing atop piles of gold and holding tools and bags of jewels in their hands. Um, there are three, excuse me, two massive wooden double doors uh, ahead of you, and it looks like or roll perception check, by the way. Got a 31. God. Which is a nat 20. Okay. I got fives. I got eight ten. Okay. Wait. Man. I hit I get perceptive, my dude. You mean eat. <clears throat> it's a perception is oh, wisdom. So Gotta feel that air somehow. Gotta feel that air somehow. Gotta feel that air somehow. Crit nothing. A crit nothing. Crit nothing. So Grim, you spot. I am a rock. Grim, you're looking around this room. You've been beat. You've been beaten pretty. Not beaten. You've been harmed a little bit. You're you're resting, but you know, using the light that you produce with this stone as you roll this rock in here. One thing that everybody notices is that these doors are closing behind you, sliding pretty quickly. But, Grim, you don't notice any danger in this room. As the light illuminates the room, um, you the thing that you notice most is it looks like everything in here used to be covered in gold. Hmm. Like, whenever you look at these stone statues, you look up and, like, on the forearm of one of them, you see the glint of, like, what looked to be a golden covering to this thing. Like, the, the wooden doors obviously had all these ornate etchings are on them, but they would have been gold and laid. You've never seen a door without, you know, some thing on it. In addition to the wood that looked this way, it looks like this is a used to have a bunch of gold. Everything in this room, the pillars, the statues, everything looked like it used to be completely gilded. But all that gold has been removed. Interesting. As the doors slide shut. I move towards the doors. The doors. Is anybody doing anything about the doors shutting behind you? No. Y'all letting that happen. Jack is smiling. Like, we're in a real dungeon now. (laughs) (laughs) This is a serious adventure. (laughs) I'm just waiting by the door to see if they close all the way. They close. (laughs) Slam shut. Are you still still an elemental? Five hours, baby. I'm going to use it. Rock boy. Dwayne Johnson. I got five hours (laughs) 
ten feet of ten feet of rubble headed your yep. way. Um, Rock the Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> right? As the do- the door closes, you hear a snap of tiny fingers. It was me. Torches around the edge of the room light up. The door, you know, both doors—the doors in front of you and the doors behind you—that just closed remain shut. But the visage and small body of a god that you have met before, and and while Jack has not met face to face before, um, appears before you. Garl Glitterfold. He's a gnome. He's got a twirly mustache. A tiny little beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, you know, he he's bald. I don't. This time he's bald. I don't know how I described him last time, but at this point he's shaved his head. Well, he's he's like a fanciful guy. Like yeah. Whatever. However, he's interested. Yeah. He's he's bald this time. He's got a twirly mustache. His beard is. He's got like a chin strap as well. His teeth are so are bright white. His all of his, you know, he's 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 well groomed. He's wearing stately uh, red and gold robes. As he stands before you, his feet have little cur- curls on the end as they curl up with little bells on his shoes. He's a very adorable little comedy gnome. He says, I knew you three could get in here. You never disappoint, or at least you haven't disappointed me yet. And just with a little nudge in the right direction, eh, Grim? Yes. But thank you for it. Yes. Who doesn't know you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've never met before, Eros. I don't typically misspeak. But don't worry. I'm sure I'll have high opinions of you soon. Don't. You did. You were almost crushed by that stone pillar out there. But you were not. Yeah. I thought I was going to be scraping a greasy spot off of that stone area out there. But you've survived. I, I thought I was going to die too. But I've been... Don't worry. Just don't worry about it. I've been keeping my eye on you as well. I'm sure you'll be very impressive come time. Okay. Eventually. Of course, you could die. Probably. Who knows? I don't. That might be impressive. I don't know the future. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm a bit scared. How kid I am, but a god. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you safe, Eros. Don't worry. Mm. Keep an eye on him tubes. You will try. Certainly. But you find yourself in Moradin's... Storeroom. These tubes didn't work. <laughs> what do you think? Funny, sorry, before you respond, funny story, I was explaining to Lizzie what I was going to talk to you guys about and do in the D&D story this week. And uh, I was explaining Garl Glittergold, and I was like, well, they just think he's funny because he said this one thing about someone's tubes being too small. And so now he's a big part of the story. <laughs> I enjoy Garl because... Yeah. He's a gnome god. Yeah. He's a gnome. So that's like that's Arlo. Funny. Okay. Excuse um. me. <laughs> what do you think? Jack's going to raise his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you, don't worry. You don't have to raise. There's only, what, five of us in here. You, I know. I, you don't, I, Jack, yes. Six people. Kate. Of course. Kate. <laughs> Why were you hiding behind me like that? <laughs> How did you get back there? Um, you you appeared in front of me? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, you're part of the party now. Please join everyone in front of me so I can see everyone. Thank you. Get back over there. <laughs> she like sidled over to him. Sorry. Um, Judging by your stature and 
your bearing and what you've said thus far. I assume you're Garl Glittergold? You assume? Yes. We've I've met before. You, you haven't met me, me. You've met a different me. I, I'm sure you noticed a bit of a bit of a mix-up not long ago. He's like looking up at himself. He's kind of calculating. About a week or so. Big explosion. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You'll forgive me. I've been a bit busy since then. Um, but yes, of course, some strange things happened in that explosion. Yes. Because he eyeballs a grim. <laughs> and of course you, whatever. You're probably, yes, it would make sense, you're from, and then you, now you're here, and so that would mean, yes, yes, it all adds up. Anyway, I'm Gargolitical, it seems the you, you, that is here today has not met the me, me, that is here. So, pleasure to meet you, young man, old man, whatever age you are. Nice, I'm sure I'm young by your standards, but I'm rather old for this group. Yes, I have been around quite a long time. Speaking speaking of which, you wouldn't happen to know where other me, me is, would you? Oh, I'd have to go searching. It's not something I've concerned myself with of late. Um, I could maybe find out, but it's not going to benefit you very much either way. I see. Well, if you happen to come across him anywhere, just let him know that I'm trying to sort this out on my end and see if we can't get a places switch back together. Surely, surely I'll think about doing that. I'll be honest with you, my focus is here. I see, I see. With this group. Continue. You're fine. I go, I like go towards the green like, do y'all know him? Uh, Yes, he has interacted with us on a few occasions and he is the reason I possess the mask that I use to aid us in that bout in town. Oh, yes. So he's really powerful then. Well, he's a god, yes. He's a god? Yes, boy! I'm a god! He, like, floats up into the air and moves over towards you and, like, looks you directly in the eyes. You now stand before God Glittergold, the god of gnomes, comedy, performance, and many other things of late. Okay. You need not be afraid. My favor shines upon this group. They've been very helpful to me in the past. And you to us, and we appreciate it, definitely. It is good to see you again, Gwarl, I must I must admit. It is good to see well, I see you quite frequently. I, like I said, I keep my eyes he puts his fingers up to you. He puts his fingers up to his eyes like I do keep my eyes uh peeled on you quite often. So how did y'all help a god? While all this is going on, can I tap Gwarl on the shoulder? He he like as you walk towards him, because he's still floating at this point, as you walk towards him, he, like, comes down to the ground and leans his shoulder down, or, like, you know, or closer to the ground, knowing that, well, you're um, an elemental, so let's say he floats over to you, like, he knows what you're coming to do, and he, he, let, he lets you tap him. I want to pick, like, yes. the roundest rubble that I'm made of, and, like, just hold it up, like, a shrug. We're looking for, like, a little orb. Oh! Oh! Oh, he's the or he's talking. I know why you're here. Yes, if you're, he speaks Ignan, I could talk to him. I don't know if he speaks. He's so yeah, the rest of you now are currently hearing this come out of Garl's mouth. <laughs> he's speaking directly to Arlo. He says, "Yes, I know why you're here. I'm currently speaking a language that your party cannot understand. So I'm going to stop doing that now 
and speak in the common tongue. Can you understand that, Otto? Yes. <laughs> and as I was saying, yes, Otto was talking about the old, the Moradin's tiny orb. We are going now. He's he's showing you this small circle. The orb is really more of this size here. In the conversation, I just <laughs> <laughs> he's hold he holds his hands up like this. That is why I'm here at this moment. I wanted to offer you a warning of what's going to go on behind these doors. Just a brief caution, if you will. There is something lurking inside Moradin's storeroom. I'm not going to tell you what it is. To be honest, the more I interact with your world, the worse things will likely get. The more the gods insert themselves into the affairs of this particular plane, the more things get out of whack, as they already are. Quite out of whack, as that's why I need you all to help me. You you might say, Oh, Gargitko, you're so powerful, you're so handsome. Why don't you fix everything yourself? Well, that's because there are complex systems at work, young fellows. And and ladies, since you are, of course, she might not like me. So, there is something lurking down in the vault, in the storeroom. Jack is like bouncing up and down on the balls of his feet. Jack, I know you love adventure. More so now than you once did. I'm telling you because this thing is spooky, scary, and quite powerful. When you... This... It has... There are like some levels to death. You've all experienced some of these. Like sometimes you die, you go to the astral plane. There are different like You know, we know these things. This thing could jack you up, boys. And I want to let you know that. So you go in there. You go in there. <laughs> I was talking in a different accent. Excuse me. So you're going to prepare. And also, I would not normally just tell you about scary things. But this particular creature may... Say a few things that may cast some dispersions upon me. He may say, Oh, God is an imposter. He may say, Who knows what he might say? But I want to make you aware and sure that I am on your side. I am indeed who I say I am. God of little Dashingly handsome God of many things. Don't worry about it. I need you to get rid of that creature so you can grab the orb. Your mission is is of the utmost importance. To get that all back to the servants of the scale, we need you all to continue doing what you're doing, please. I'm kind of suspicious now. It's like, so you could be a fraud, but telling us that you're not a fraud. Well, I suppose you could interpret it that way. But what I'm... I'm, tr- I'm just trying to get ahead of the, the proverbial... Yeah. Go- whatever. Mm-hmm. You know... I understand. I understand. I'm just trying to tell you that someone might, this thing might tell you some things about me that I'm telling you it is lying. It's not true. So you're just t- telling the truth before someone tells us a lie. Yes, a preemptive truth telling. Yes, okay. You may yes. continue now. I'm sorry. You may continue. Just, I just wanted to let you know. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for the warning. Uh, is just straight shot down, down the hall? Well, it's really down deep. I see. 
Where, where do we go from here? Who's the holes? Oh. Figure it out. I didn't remember doors in the description. Okay. Ahead of you, doors, wooden doors. Okay. Uh, really? Just kind of straight down. Can't miss him. Hit. Thing. You know. Arlo's just nodding this whole time. Like, yep, this all makes perfect sense. Yep. So. Gravelly nodding. Really? This was that easy? No questions? Um, not really. We. Well, at least Arlo and I have met you before and dealt with you. I've been tricked before uh, by by a companion, by who we thought could potentially be a friend, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, you seem like an okay fellow this so far, so that's good. Question, though, um, is help out of the question? Not particularly anything major, just in terms of an instant sort of rest and oh, recovery and I point to my body over. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bloody what? and like bruised. I'm just like one eye. In your hand. <laughs> Rest. Mm. Put it back. Mm. If it's not too much trouble, I know, as you've said, you are busy and you have things to do and you cannot interfere too much. But if you're willing. Would, would you like, like to hear a song? <laughs> oh, sure. Said no. <laughs> Why not? He, um... You don't get reformed very much anymore. <laughs> this will, of course, give you a blessing. He pulls his little harp off his back and begins to strum. Do you ever feel <laughs> like a plastic bag? <laughs> I regret our decision. <laughs> yeah, Arlo's just still shaking his head. No. No. Um, he doesn't sing any songs from tradition, from you know present-day pop culture. He does. He plays. He plays you a beautiful tune. Honestly, it is a beautiful. It's like he is, you know, proficient. Beautiful on the harp. Beautiful song. He you know sings this really almost dirge and mournful song. It's it's slow and it's relatively sad and it talks about friends go you know friends dying and people moving on and it's really quite it's a it's a mournful song he sings. It, it, it's visibly affecting to him as he sings it. Um, and he strums the final chord, and with the final chord, off the tip of his fingers come some golden magic that, you know, floats out among you and gives you all some healing. Um, doesn't give you back any spell slots, but he does uh, increase your health by another 25 HP. Wow. Yeah. Almost like the damage button. <laughs> yeah. And so at, at the end, he goes... <laughs> Well, there you go. Aren't you a god of com- comedy, not sadness? Not everything can be funny, young boy. Well, I'm just saying. <clears throat> I'm the god of comedy, I know. Not everything can be funny. Some things are sad. Well, that was very... Oh. I'm sorry, it seemed like... You like what's down there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're not ready, young one. I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> I'm telling... Keep this... Keep this young fellow safe. I will try my best. As you, always, I appreciate the help. Are you sure that nods and like just sticks up a fist and like instead of a thumbs, thumbs up, like a thumb just like grows <laughs> <laughs> out of the rock. <laughs> I prefer your normal self, but it is at least entertaining. This rock, this <laughs> rocky fellow. Um, so, 
let's say you do succeed and you get Orden's tiny orb. Um, I'll meet you back here, and I'll explain a few things about it, make sure you know how it how it works, etc., etc. Um, but I really probably maybe I'm overstaying my welcome. And if you have no more questions, I mean, we can't spend hours here. But um, I suppose I'll see you in your return. Ooh, I do yeah. have one question. Oh, shoot! Are there any are there any known traps along the way? Are you allowed to give us information like that? Is there anything to watch out for? Any more? I'll say this: keep your eyes peeled. Okay. The more okay, the more detailed and the more I start uncovering secrets, there's magic and things and you know the ether and the way things are held together. We're still really learning about how it all goes. I don't want to overstep my bounds, and you all. Pay the price. I see. Yeah. Then we probably shouldn't ask many questions then, and we'll get to you when we're done, I suppose. Well, oh, thank you for your help then. You're welcome, Eros. Tell Melora I said hi if you see her. Yes. I'll do that. Is he like twitchy? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> do I notice? Oh, yeah, roll perception. I roll, uh, yeah, perception check. Nine. Just seems a little goofy about it. Gotcha. Something here. <laughs> Alright, and he uh says, We'll see you back when you get back up here. Goodbye. He fizzles little little he like snaps in a little golden fizzle, you know, appears where he used to be and he disappears and and Kate says, uh So you guys have met gods before? Uh, nope. Just the one, mostly. Only Arlo and I, really. Jack, the other Jack did, but not this Jack. Um, what I have now? Well, you have now, yes. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't know you could meet gods. To be honest with you, arrows, me neither. Uh, but we have now. Yeah. And I feel like you'd be crushed just from a sight of a god. Gosh. Yes, we head down to get this orb. Yeah. Or, or take a nap. Yeah, or or take a nap. For like an hour. Take a nap. Mm-hmm. I'm well, gonna have to. Yeah. Size. I'm gonna need something better than an arrow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how we could help you with that. Yeah. I can give you this. I can give you Poxy. You can hold Poxy if you're proficient with that. I don't see why it would be any different than other things I've wielded. Poxy, he didn't make Poxy magical, right? Krong? He just, no, he just he he sharpened it, it, basically. Yeah, okay. So. Arlo is Arlo is in favor of arrest, so I I like back into like regular old Arlo. Okay. And um, yeah, I just now I can actually talk. Yay! Pebbles coming out. There's dust and everything. Well, I think if we about to go down there, I think that uh, if there's any place where we're gonna rest anywhere, it's probably gonna be right here by the front door. So if anybody needs to take a little nap, might be time now. I I agree. I'll try to think of something to be more helpful to you all. Wait a minute. And then Arlo finds a rock. And I finally use stone shape. And I, okay. I shape it into a sword for a kid. Well, she, she has a sword. Will this be a magical sword? It can be magical. Okay. So... I shape it into a sword, and then later on, I can actually make it magical, like okay. elemental weapon. Gotcha. So. Well, she holds the stone sword, and he says, "Well, this has to be better than the sword I've got." 
You guys are really impressive. They are very impressive. Oh, I, just, I just hit the fingers mostly and refuse to die pretty much on principle, really. Eros. He's real good at both, man. You keep uh, doubting yourself, but you are... How old? 12? 13? Uh, I'm, I'm 13. 13 years old, and you just defeated a giant rock monster or participated in it. Yeah. Met a god, uh, participated in these grueling challenges... You danced like a fiend at the party last night. He did dance like a fiend. This is true. It was fiendish. You've yep. done pretty well. And you were a spy before that. Well, yeah. Honestly. Yes, I... you, you've got quite the illustrious career, and I doubt it's going to end anytime soon. What I'm getting at is quit your whining. <laughs> and I kind of just like, low, I just kind of lower my body and just like, okay. She wa- <laughs> Kate walks over to you, and this will be the last thing we say as she puts her hand on your back and like pulls you in for a little. A little hug, Eros, and she says, Poor Eros, we'll catch up. And that will be the end of this episode of Dungeon Boy. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, whatever you did. Um, hopefully, everything sounds good. We're going to work on making this setup better and better. I think the, the base of this setup, the fact that five of us, five of us are in the same room, are, is completely ideal. Our gameplay has come a long t- way from the first time we did this. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we thank you guys. seating for next time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the comfort <laughs> level of our recording setup. Oh, yeah. Not as hot. Yeah. No car noises. No drive-bys. Yeah. Just a dog. Just a dog. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you are listening on a podcast, please leave us a review, a rating, whatever. That would help us to be seen by other people. Share us with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, that kind of thing. Twitch.tv slash Games. All the pertinent links are there. Also, TikTok has become a thing for me in Tank Media Games. So we're approaching like 3,000 followers getting close to that on TikTok. Check out all of Tank's gatekeeping videos. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean one D&D TikTok that made everybody mad. It's funny, something, you'd say something that people disagree with, and then they're... At the end of every episode, the camera freezes, so that means it's time to go. Please remember that we love you very much. Bye. Toodles. Peace. Later.